0: Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
1: The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast show brought to you by Fly Racing, Justified Cultures, as well as Traction MX. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got Mr. Top Step Photography himself, goes by the name of Jack Edwards. Jack, how are you this afternoon? good good how about you hey not too bad whatsoever just uh all systems go running 100 miles an hour at nine o'clock uh, 9.30 at night on a, on a Tuesday, but, uh, we're talking motocross, we're talking photography. Always a good time to talk to you, my friend. We've be, uh, become, uh, more than acquaintances, uh, I would say friends at, over the first about, uh, nine rounds of Supercross, of which I was able to attend seven of them. And, uh, it's been, it's just been an absolute whirlwind, but, uh, I've, uh, getting to know you, getting to know your photography, I needed to, bring you onto this podcast just to shed some light on uh, uh on Jack Edwards and top step photography. Tell me about it.
2: I appreciate that man. You know it's uh I definitely agree with everything you said, man. It's been a, it's been an exciting year so far, twenty seventeen. We've had uh just a huge season um uh for Supercross so far. It's been a lot of excitement and I don't think what anybody expected. uh for me, you know, as a photographer, I'm I'm really fortunate, man. I get to I get to show up every Saturday and uh, just capture some magic um, and watch some of the greatest superstars in our in our nation, quite frankly, in our world sport, uh, do their thing every week, and it's a it's a really incredible experience.
1: For sure. Now, like, uh, let's spin the clock back to where this all started. Obviously, to, to to choose to take photos is one thing. To choose to take photos of motocross is a complete other. Where does the root? of passion for the sport of motocross in you reside because uh if if you if there's if i know anything about motocross it's a passion-based sport and if i know anything about doing work for motocross you have a lot of passion to be able to uh to squeeze the blood out of the stone that is motocross so uh um tell us a little bit about how you kind of uh became uh infatuated with the sport to the point where you needed to contribute to the melody that is media of the sport Let's face it, I mean, there, there's, there, when, it comes to, when it comes to
2: excitement in sports, I mean, there's, there's really probably nothing better, nothing more exciting than motocross, supercross. So I, I've been a fan since I was about five years old. I remember going to, you know, going to Hangtown and, and going down to, to Anaheim and San Diego for supercross races when I was, uh, you know, five, six years old um, and, and really carried that passion through my whole life. You know, I remember watching Jeff Stanton and Jeremy McGrath and all these guys. Uh, you know, Camel Supercross series back in the day, just, just yeah. tons of excitement all the time. Um, and, and I carry that same excitement the, the entire life, um, that, that the sport's been around. It's been fantastic. Um, if you look at what's happened over the years, it's got bigger and bigger and more spectacular and faster and more exciting. And to not be more excited growing up around this stuff is, is hard to do, right? So, um, you know, as I kind of got into it a little more and more, I I wanted to be a part of it. I didn't know how I'm not a, you know, I'm not a super cross star. I don't want to work on bikes full time. And what, what could I do to be a part of this? And, uh, you know, I've always enjoyed media. I've always enjoyed, uh, photography, never been much of a photographer, but liked photos, liked a good video, liked things like that and figured, um, why not give uh photography a chance and, you know, what better things to take pictures of than the thing I'm most passionate about and that's motorcycle racing. So, uh, kind of fell into that a little bit and uh, and here we are today,
1: so as far as photography goes, this is the dark art of photography if if, if this was uh, if this was Hogwarts. Photography would be one of the things that would be, uh, be taught in the dark arts class because to take a great, to take a photo is one thing, to take a great photo is another. Uh, where did your skill set begin and, uh, and, and kind of how did you start to use that trial and error method to, uh, cultivate those skills of trying to capture some light, trying to, uh, uh figure out, uh, all those buttons on, on your, uh, digital SLR and, uh, go from originally renting equipment to full-blown investing into your craft and uh creating the uh the photo empire that you you, you've got going on right now you know so it's it's funny i i I really had no experience no classes all
2: self-taught um just a passionate guy and i'm a i'm a i'm a troubleshooter by nature i want to know what's not right how to fix it how to make it better and that's kind of what I had done with photography. So I decided to decided to uh do a little bit of shooting was provided an opportunity to shoot an event uh back in 2014 and uh didn't have any cameras, decided to rent a camera and a lens. Uh showed up in uh in Oakland at uh at Supercross and uh, shot my first race and man it was uh it was a blast. Uh, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before, but my god, were those pictures really really bad. Um and looking <laughs> back, they are they are still embarrassing, but you know what? Uh, what I do by nature is figure out what I don't like about them, and look at uh, some of the more talented guys in this industry, and figure out what's the difference between mine and theirs. It's 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 not the Indian. It's it's you know not the arrow. What is it? What is what is what is the difference? Well, it, it really is the Indian. It's it's their talent. It's their skill. It's the things that they put together and learn. So I try to figure out. Okay, well, what is that person doing different? Not the equipment. What is the person doing different? so I troubleshot along the way and said, okay, well, it's brighter, it's sharper, it's, it's more colorful, it's less colorful, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I took some of that rental equipment and shot another race and, uh, I got better. I improved, uh, still uh, just a light years from where I needed to be. But I decided in 2015, um, that I wanted to shoot a couple more events. And I, uh, like you said, I invested in myself. I thought if I'm really going to pursue this and I'm going to go a hundred miles an hour at it, you got to believe in yourself. You got to invest in yourself. And, um, so I bought a couple of cameras and showed up at some races and took some really bad pictures, still better. Um, but, uh, but improved and, and, uh, uh, you know, we looked back and I started talking to some people and asking some questions and trying to be respectful of the other photographers around me, because again, I don't belong out there. I don't know what I'm doing. And quite frankly, I don't want to take away from the guys around me, but, uh, We've got some helpful tips and, and continue to look at what I was doing wrong and what I wanted to do better and how I wanted the images to turn out. And, uh, you know, a, a year down the road, we've, we've got some progress for sure. So um, for me, it was just all about troubleshooting and figuring out what don't I like and how, how can I fix it? How can I be like some of the, the Simon Cudbys and the Garth Milans and the Ryan Swanbirds of the world? How How can I be uh, putting out a better product a little bit more like those guys, maybe not their style or, or their design and what they 're doing, but just a better image like what they 're doing every single week
1: yeah, the absolute baby steps each event i 'm sure uh you, there's a there 's a marked difference from uh, from your a one photos even to where you 're at now, and uh the you never do stop learning, but uh like those guys that you'd mentioned are those kind of the uh the the is that the Mount Rushmore of motocross photography for you, guys like uh, Simon, guys like Garth, who uh, are basically like uh, almost like gods among men? I even throw a guy like Brown Dog Wilson in there, and like you, like uh, is is that kind of your 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 Mount Rushmore? Or is those those kind of uh, those focal points right there?
2: Those are the guys, you know. I mean, they've been around a long time. And they've been doing this a long time. They take a good image. It's solid. All aspects of it are just right. And they all do something a little strong um, in a different area, you know, than the other one. Uh, but I've come I've come to become friends with some of these guys and, and learn what they're about and learn their passions. And, you know, I have a ton of respect from them. And I and, and I learn from them every single week uh, because you do look at some of those guys. And, man, look at, you know, Simon's been around for, for God knows how long taking some of the best pictures there are. And you, you take a, a Garth or Ryan Swanberg, and those guys take a completely different image than, than Simon Cudby does. But it's still amazing. And so if you can take I like this from this and I like this from this and I like this from this and create your own style out of it, well, then guess what? That's that's kind of how I've come about. And I don't think that my way is better, but I do think that it's my way. And if somebody enjoys it, well, I have a lot to uh, to thank those guys for kind of inspiring me along the way. And that's that's what I do.
1: For sure. There's a lot to be learned from, uh, from just looking at the photos and seeing, uh, kind of dissecting, like you said, uh, w- what they captured. But you even mentioned that you'd gone up to some of these guys and kind of asked for some for tips because, and that's something you have to tread lightly with because it is a dog eat dog world when it comes to motocross media. Uh, it's, it's often, I, I find it comical that they put you guys all into a phone booth sized, uh, room and, uh, you're, you're all direct competition with each other and uh, nobody wants to unlock, un- Unlock Pandora's box of secrets of how they how they do what they do. Was there anybody that was uh, you don't have to name names, but anyone less perceptive or less uh, willing to help, or maybe there was a couple of guys that uh, uh, were, were more than willing to help? Because I, I bring up Brown Dog Wilson again. Not only did that guy lend me a, a lens last uh, last race I was at, the guy just grabs my my camera out of my hands, like let me see what you got going on here, and he's pushing buttons, figuring this thing out for me. That was a huge thing for him to do. Yeah,
2: you know what? A lot of people are are, they're 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 pretty close knit, right? They hold their cards close and you walk by somebody's monitor and they kind of, you know, they pull it down a little bit or got their hand over their camera. And that's fine. Uh, There there were a couple of people that helped me along the way, but they offered help. Um, I'm a really humble guy. And my biggest thing was me showing up on the scene was not to take away from any of those guys because of the level I have, uh, you know, of respect that I have for them. Why would I want to hurt them um, and what they do? Now I'm not at their level, but I, I don't want to have any negative impact. So some of those guys just said, Hey, try this or do this, or have you shot from this place or go check this out. And uh, those kinds of things are really, really beneficial because they're things that I hadn't thought about or hadn't learned. And so now as I've grown some friendships and some professional relationships with these guys, yeah, I, you know, I might ask a, a question here and there, uh, but I didn't ask too much. I just observed and, and listened to whatever they were willing to share with me along the way. And, um, yeah, I certainly couldn't have done it without a couple uh, key tips, some pro tips, if you will, along the way. Um, but uh, really, like you said, sitting in that uh, that photo den with these guys every week, weekend in, and week out, um, they are competition. And most of us are, have all become friends and, and most of us are all real cordial and everybody gets along great. But we're elbow to elbow um, with our competitor, you know, whether it be a different media outlet or, or a brand or whoever that we're shooting on behalf of. You know, we're friends, but we're, we're also competitors. And, and quite frankly, the people like Brown Dog um, and, and uh, Rich Shepherd, who I work with pretty closely every week, those guys um, who are willing to help out, help some people along the way, it, ultimately, it's going to come back and help them in the long run.
1: Um, and we all end up, uh,
2: you know, being beneficial to each other uh, in that respect
1: totally and i I, th- I think of a scenario of uh say like uh uh um, say like uh, a guy like myself gets into photography and uh, uh uh xyz company says hey can you get me some photos at uh at, at this event well i'm not going there but i know uh, i know um, I, I know jack's going and uh, he takes great photos and he helped me out that one time when i couldn't figure out what shutter speed meant and um and and, and like he'll he'll be there i'll I'll photo I'll you his information that is kind yeah, of like that, one of those opportunities where, uh, a little bit of help, figuring, getting me to figure out how to get my, uh, my shutter speed, uh, dialed in for indoors, outdoors, uh, turned into, uh, a, 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 some work for you. And that happens every week. You know, my
2: phone rings or I call somebody else, hey, can't make it to this event, but this person needs this. Um, you know, and and now not only does that person open up a new a, a new relationship, but it provides you know potentially me an opportunity down the road where they remember that I helped them out, um, and and maybe you know a big competitor says, hey, we want you to work uh, for us, and they say I can't, I've got this contract, says I can't. Well, guess whose phone rings next is the guy that helped them out and that they trust, um, and. And quite frankly, I'm a firm believer that if we all lift each other up, then we all win. If we're all busy fighting each other, um, it's a it's a as someone said to me earlier in the year, it's a race to the bottom, and uh that doesn't yes. benefit anybody, right? So if we're all undercutting each other and all pushing each other and being secretive and 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 trying to undercut the next guy, well, you know, we're not going to have a good outcome for any of us. We're all going to meet each other at the bottom. Uh, whereas if we're all lifting each other up and pushing each other to be better. And, uh, and and pushing people to do the right thing, uh, guess what? We're, we're all going to win together at the same time. At least the people who are on board with doing that are going to win.
1: I've got a question for you, and that's handy because this is an interview. Um, are you prepared for the pressure of an entire generation of motocross fans or would-be fans learning and loving the sport through your camera lens? Yeah, you know, it I, I goes back to,
2: you know, somebody like uh, like Simon, who's been around for a long time, man. I mean, th- let's face it, this has become an international sport, and there are a lot of countries, although it's now being offered where you can, you know, purchase a subscription to watch it, um, it's being viewed through media guides uh, and websites and things like that, where, you know, I remember looking at you know racer x magazine and all these things cycle news i remember cycle news coming to the house every week i mean it, it was um it was a big deal right and i i lived through those images and I've, I've loved the sport i couldn't wait to see new pictures from last week's race and you know looking at pictures of jeff stanton standing on the podium i mean how cool was that and if i have the opportunity to just share what i'm fortunate enough to see every single week with the rest of uh, either the country or the world man there's there's just not a not a greater feeling to me
1: Totally, totally, and you know, you're 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 getting better at it all the time. Uh, I, I venture to ask, what uh, when you did eventually invest in yourself and and get yourself uh, a a full uh, a full setup? Are, are you a Nikon guy? Are you a Canon guy? What was the setup like, and how has it evolved since? Here's here's you know I'm a Canon guy,
2: and I'm I'm a Canon guy because it's like what I fell into, right? It's not that. Uh, it's not that it's better than the Nikon, quite frankly, the Nikon stuff that's out now is just it's it's amazing, but you get to a point where you've got so much money invested uh in and, and and quite frankly your your ability to use the camera uh in one brand that it's hard to make that switch and I don't know that I would. I don't have any issues with with what I use. I think Canon makes a, a fantastic product and their service level is to me second to none, so it's hard to switch over. What I started with uh, a few years back and what I have now is certainly a, a different arsenal. Um, I, I, you know, spent a few dollars up front to see what I could do and learn that, hey, this doesn't perform well in low light and this, you know, autofocus tracking doesn't work real well or, you know, things that you learn pretty quickly, man, I spent uh, spent a couple grand, but I wish I would have spent three, you know, and um you you learn what's really important to the types of photos that you're taking and you buy equipment accordingly and uh it's it's a pricey venture at some of the the gear that we're carrying around every weekend but it, it's certainly worthwhile and um you can only you know you can only take such a good image um with what's in your mind but uh, the the equipment can be limiting as well so it's important to get the right stuff for what you're trying to shoot.
1: This is down there. Right on
2: man, I appreciate it. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back.
3: Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. Quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live-what-you-love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Commons, Maddie Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who found Justified Cultures clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day. So, we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at JustifiedCultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love.
4: This is a test of your RacersIndex.com awareness. This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at RacersIndex.com. Supercross and arena cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing, be found at RacersIndex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. RacersIndex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit RacersIndex.com now.
3: What's wrong, Jeff?
1: I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a... That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. And it's a racist man. But more than fights, what big Jeff likes is a fat bowl. Amigos are Bran. of fat bowl. Amigos are brand of a power, brands are
4: that tastes? what a delicious treat! <laughs> Cereal bees, amigos.
1: That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat W
4: WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection pick your rims, pick your hubs pick your spokes, even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose. They just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to UBYUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels.
1: Hey, big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over. To tractionmx.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go Viral with the Viral Brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes? Check. Four strokes? Check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road rangers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicki Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle.
4: Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast radio show.
0: Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon.
2: Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX radio show. Hey, guys, this is Cade Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too.
1: Um, so, it, like, l- let's imagine myself. Like, I, like, I I've, I've, say I've got some sort of natural ability, but I want to go lock, stock, and barrel into becoming a uh, a photographer. I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna pay all may, pay my way to all the races. But uh, what do I need to to uh, to go to the races every single weekend? What's in your backpack as far as uh, as camera bodies, lenses, laptop, and software uh, to edit those photos once you've captured them?
2: You know, for me, it's it's something that uh, camera body definitely got to be something that's fast and performs well in low light. Everybody thinks that uh, stadium lights are this, you know, bright lights, you know, filled with, you know, just blinding, uh, blinding light. And it's certainly not. The stadium floor is a very dark place in most stadiums. You got a, a couple places like Arlington that are lit like the sun, but, uh other than that they're really really dark stadiums out there so something that's got to you know got to perform well in low light uh you know a good full frame camera with a nice strong sensor is good uh you know the pretty classic 300 prime lens is what you see out there and um it, it can be a challenge to shoot with cuz it doesn't zoom but quite frankly it's it's one of the better things out there for me, uh, shooting with two bodies is 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 an is an absolute must. Um, you, you need to capture different things very very quickly in the sport. Let's face it, you can have a guy um, doing something pretty incredible in front of you, and, and halfway across the stadium, something else big is going on. If you can switch from uh, body to body with different lenses on it, that's what you need to do. Laptop-wise, you know, I just uh, was a PC guy for years, and it drove me crazy, and I fought the Mac thing uh, tooth and nail, and I finally this year bought a new MacBook Pro, and, and, ah. and I talk about uh, a game changer when you're in Lightroom. I mean, most people don't know, but, you know, race ends at 1030, and there's a good chunk of us there till 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning just doing uh, photos nonstop, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands
1: of photos. Who brings beer for you guys? That's a late night. Oh
2: man, right? Yeah, no, no, no beer. Just a whole lot of water and and uh, everybody wishing they had some beer, right? But uh, okay. yeah, we just uh, head down and and get some photos knocked out, make sure our clients have good stuff to upload uh, to to their viewers, and uh, either that night or the next morning, you know, you you see you see the people that are getting good content out on Sunday, and those are the guys that I'm sitting with uh, in the middle of the night in the dark stadium uh, closet, basically um getting it done right and, uh, and ultimately that's that's what it's all about
1: Absolutely. I I, I kind of had to chuckle to myself a couple of different times because obviously when when Supercross is in town there's a lot of different rooms that get repurposed for a one-time use uh as far as Supercross go and I think uh, I think it was in Arizona that uh you guys were in, in just an absolute cubby hole of a of a um of a photo den that like was, was a very very small room and then you guys have also necessitated the the cheerleaders ch- uh, locker room. So it, it kind of uh it, it all really depends on the venue. We've
2: we've been in uh, we've been in cheerleader locker rooms, the uh, the NFL officials locker rooms. We've been in the the Lexus home plate lounge in San Diego, just a beautiful lounge. We've been yeah. uh, parked next to the uh, the lawnmowers uh, <laughs> for the baseball fields in a in a in a little dark uh, garage as well. So you know, there's a lot of glitz and glam up in the press box, and the press boxes are really nice. Um, but Feld has done a, a, just a great, great job providing photographers, a good close place to work to the track, um, where we can jam in and out and get some good content out during the event. And, uh, you know, none of us have gone back to the press box since, and it is nice up there, but it's a long way from what we're doing at the, at the pace that we have to work. So, you know, the, the cheerleaders' locker room is certainly a little more luxurious than uh, the little place we are at in Arizona, but, uh, we're, we're thankful to have that, that
1: space for ourselves for sure no kidding. Now, what uh what makes a top step photo unique? How can without without a tag on Instagram, without a uh without a uh, a signature on there? How do how how can I tell when uh, your photo is on there? Because honestly, I tell you right now, I can tell what photo is yours and what's not even if I don't see one of those things. And um, what are some of those things that I might be picking up at that at that time?
2: So it's funny that you say that. You know,
1: a year ago, I could have told you it's because they're
2: really bad. <laughs> um, you know, they were, they were too blown out, not, not right. You know, I was doing some unique things, but I think the biggest thing for me is that it, it becomes difficult because we see some of the same things week in and week out. We know what we're looking for. Um, but, you know, I try to just take a little bit of a different image and, and, you know, most people comment on the angles of my photos. You know, it's just a different, it's a different look it's not so straight it's not this and that and if you look at some of my photos you do you know it's and it's not even intentional it just happens but you've got uh you know some different lines in the background and it might be just a rider going you know going through the air going over a triple or whatever it is but i'm trying to capture something in the background that's drawing your attention elsewhere and it's not just the rider. um you know colors and sharpness are a little bit different um, than than some of the other people, and, and sometimes I'm looking at a photo and I can't tell if I took it or somebody else. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, at the end of the day, I do try to make it a little bit different. Usually, it's just the just the angle or or, or some of the coloring of the photo, just to give it a, a slightly different look than what maybe the guy the guy next to me took. Doesn't mean that it's a better image. Oftentimes, some of the guys I'm taking, I'm I'm envious of what they put out throughout the week. Um, but I I I do definitely try to capture a different image than uh, than the rest of the
0: guys.
1: Fair enough. I, I guess you'd say that uh, just as riders have uh, have have riding styles, that if they were dressed head to toe in black, all black bike, you could still tell who's who. Um, there's there's kind of almost like a a photography style that you guys uh, uh, develop over the years. What has been your your biggest hurdle as far as uh, not only developing a brand yourself and getting the notoriety for your photos, but uh, a, honing your craft all at the same time?
2: You know, the biggest hurdle really has, and for me, has been
1: just that learning
2: curve of trying to take a good image, right, and trying to figure out how to capture um, what I do. Because let's face it, it's, I'm a photographer. The foundation of what I do is taking a good picture. And if I don't take a good picture, then nobody wants it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there trying to sell themselves and then take pictures and trying to get those things out. And that's all fine. I mean, there's different ways to tackle it. I'm a quiet guy You know, I, I walk around the, the racetrack and the stadium all day. We're kind of with my head down, not really saying much to anybody. And um, I'm, I'm a friendly guy, man. I'm happy to talk to anybody, but I'm not the salesman. I'm not going out there selling myself. Um, I'm really trying to let my work speak for itself and there's nothing wrong with going about it the other way. But for me, that's been my biggest hurdle is that, you know, maybe I could learn a little more from being a little more vocal and talking to people and, and getting those things out there in terms of building a brand. Man, like I said earlier, there's a lot of talented people out there and they're locked in with some really, really big time uh, clients, companies, manufacturers, whoever it might be. Um, and, and breaking through that wall is not something that I necessarily want to do unless they come to me, uh, because I don't want to take away work from those guys. Do I want the, the big clients? Yeah, of course. I've got, I've got a great client. And if somebody came along and took that client for me, um, It'd be pretty upsetting, you know, and, and and quite frankly, it would be one of the guys that I sit with in that photo then because that's the level of talent that it would take. Um, and so I think that that's kind of the biggest challenge that, that myself and everybody else uh, takes is just trying to find something new every single week, being on the top of our game, but be, being respectful of everybody else along the way.
1: And cutting yourself out of the herd to be different, be um, be that eye-catching thing that kind of gets people uh, talking about it. Whether it be whether you're shooting for a specific brand or a specific publication, you need people to be uh, thought-provoking. Just and like a, a, the picture says, a thousand words. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about something that's uh, uh, a little bit of sometimes a touchy subject. Um, and I, before before I do that, and I think I guess we have a little bit of a lead-in. Where can people find your photos on on social media? Where can they follow your work and uh and and kind of wh- where else where what might they find it uh with some of the with some of the people that you shoot for
2: you know uh you know my my personal stuff uh you can find uh, a good chunk of my stuff on uh instagram would i would say is probably my most uh used outlet and that's at top step photography. Um, you know, I've got a, a website as well, topstepphotography.com. That's uh, just going through a little a transition right now. It's have some pretty good stuff on it here in the next uh, month or two. Um, you know, my biggest my biggest group is uh, is Feld Motorsports, which obviously is the owners of the series, and I I, I work very closely with uh, multiple teams over there. They're a great group of people, and uh, you know, from SupercrossLive.com and uh, internet, uh, you know, different internet uh, outlets twitter instagram um even snapchat i mean you'll see their their stuff on there um all the Supercross live outlet that's a that's a good chunk of my stuff um and and i'm fortunate to work with really really great people over there uh man they're they're trying to really innovate things with uh, instagram stories you know there might be one or two pictures on their feed but you'll look at their instagram story during an event and there's 30 pictures on their videos that those guys are taking photos of mine from qualifying things like that it's a it's a It's a pretty cool outlet man it, print is uh print is certainly not dead uh, but the the industry is changing and it's becoming a very digital world and uh I'm excited to be working with a team that not only supports my side of things but uh, really wants to grow that side of their business as well and and uh promote the series
1: fair enough now so I do encourage everyone to uh to give you a follow and and take in that uh all the content that you produce on your social media because I I think that that builds your brand better than anything does. Um but uh, to to touch on social media and Instagram specifically, um there's there there's an etiquette, there's a way and there's a there's a there's a real quick way to get uh photographers cheesed off because it's a it's an instant picture app the people love to be able to snapshot things repost them stuff like that let's talk a little bit about the art of uh sharing content if you will
2: yeah so it's something that i've 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 certainly just like my photography i have learned uh and i've viewed my mistakes very very closely and adjusted along the way and i'm still making adjustments what i did uh from a one this year to what i'm doing on instagram and different social media outlets um now is very different um Instagram is is uh, a little bit taboo in the photography world. You know, Instagram, I, I got to be honest, without Instagram, you wouldn't know my name, you wouldn't know I exist, and quite frankly my photography stuff probably wouldn't be anywhere where it is today. I am thankful for Instagram. I'm thankful for that outlet. Um however, there are a lot of people going back to what we talked about that may undervalue the work because of Instagram. They're willing to share everything for free and they're willing to take care of uh you know, clients at at no charge, um, and and that's kind of the downside because there are people who've been doing this for ten or fifteen years um, who, <clears throat> quite frankly, are are losing income because of those things. Um, and so, Instagram needs to be something where there can be some things shared and, and uh, people can view those images and and see all those things. But there there is a balance, and it doesn't mean putting twenty pictures up a day. Um, and trying to uh, take away from the people who are out there um, promoting brands and promoting, uh, you know, riders or whoever uh, for a living. I, I think that that's really important that people know and understand that as they get more and more into photography and, and different media outlets that they that they are aware of that as a, a potential issue for them. It, it could honestly be the thing that gets them uh, put out of the industry rather than brought into it.
3: For
1: sure, like it's, uh, uh, it, it's, it's very, very touchy as far as, uh, like, like, the photos you share like the, the tagging, the, the credit, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and like some people, some people will take your photo, and not just repost it, but they'll, they'll change some things, certain things about it. They'll put a filter on it that you didn't put on there. And then they still tag you. And you're like, Hey, that's not how I, that's not how I, I put that photo. Like it looks worse now or something like that. Like they right. bump the saturation up to crazy. And, uh, uh, and it looks totally, it, it looks to you, it looks weird to them. Like that's what they like. Right. So, Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a delicate balance. Uh, I ask you this, if, if like, like if someone was to share one of your posts on Instagram, uh, how would they do it in the most, um, the, the, the right way with the most amount of integrity as far as like, rather than just trying to promote themselves or trying to promote a specific brand that might be in that photo, um, more or less just like celebrating your work or just, uh, calling attention, to what you do,
2: you know, if it's not a if it's not a brand or or some type of a you know perceived media outlet um, that's just using it for self promotion, then quite frankly, if somebody if it's an image that I posted or or maybe Supercross Live or another uh, another client has posted, then you know just reshare it and hey, great photo. You know, by this person, and that's fine. I think everybody's okay with that. Quite frankly, it's a compliment to myself. And, and there are other photographers that I work with every week that would say that that is unacceptable and and you know not okay and don't use my photo. And uh, I, I, I'm certainly okay with it as long as it's for the right reasons and it's not a, 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 like you said a self promotion or a brand promotion. That's a that's different. We're out there working, and you know, God forbid anybody would ask them to run their company for free. It's the same thing for us. So. There is a delicate balance. Um, if we've got clients, some of us have agreements that, hey, my name's going to be on a photo and others not. And that's okay. I'm, I, I'm not here to be, you know, to be recognized. I'm here to put out a good image. And um, But what I certainly don't want to do is see mine or any of the my, my colleagues, quite frankly, um, have their work shared as either somebody else's or, or a company taking those images um, and using them for free because we're out there um working in you know, on 18 or 20 hour day or flying across the country every weekend and uh it it takes a lot of effort and, and quite frankly you know if you if you need that image we're happy to provide it to you and uh we we should discuss that rather than it's just taken on uh on its own context and taken on your own
1: absolute and like there's there's been times in the past where um not only is it a great photo, but you guys are able to capture a great moment in time. And I think back to, uh, the, the, f- when <clears throat> I think it was two years ago now that, uh, when Alex or Jeremy Martin clinched his championship, going over the finish line, hands in the air. Uh, and that, that was like a, a, a very timely photo that was taken by, uh, uh, I believe it was Mike Visor that took that. Uh, and one of, one of the sponsors of Star Racing took that photo and used it in their ad that ran in countless magazines and yeah. was on their personal Instagram, a photo that wasn't paid for, and the, that kind of sucks to me because that that photo probably sold a ton of uh, a ton of exhaust systems. And yeah, yeah, and
2: it's it's funny, you know, and I, and I won't speak on the specifics. I know all the parties involved and. Um, I, I know what happened and I, you know, speaking with some of the people that, that are impacted by that and a couple of other uh, scenarios where, you know, we, we kind of joke that uh, photo credit doesn't pay the mortgage, right? And, uh, you know, you can thank me for the image, but if you're going to turn something into an ad um, that's that's ultimately to to make you money, you know, let's, let's face it, marketing isn't free. And we have to pay to market ourselves as photographers as well. Totally. Uh, we don't just we don't just take a camera out of a bag and push a button and, and life is good. I mean, we really have worked hard to grow this into a, a successful business on on different levels, uh, but a successful business along the way and and doing something that we love. and We're all thankful to be there, but uh, it's it's not for free. And if you're doing that as a uh, promoting your brand, man, we all love being a part of it. We all love opening up a website or a magazine and seeing our picture there with uh, you know some excitement behind it, but. It, it's got to be it's got to be a, a two way street. Let's, let's face it: if the photographer isn't being paid, um, who's to say that the writer isn't being paid fairly, or, or whoever else is involved? Exactly. Way, uh, and and quite frankly, that's uh, an, an industry thing where people will start going away um, if if they're not paid fairly. And and you know, I, I just think it's important that people are respectful of that because I'll tell you right now. The person that takes care of me, my my clients that take care of me, I will do absolutely anything for them until the day we part ways. And hopefully that's never. Um, But if you're the guy that comes and and takes something from me, I'm probably not going to do a whole lot for you. And I know that I'm certainly not alone when it comes to that.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've with it being uh, like kind of young in business uh as far as uh like the the motocross industry, I think the two of us have both come come, come across some 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 great individuals, some not so great individuals and uh, uh I I try and think that the the sugar is a little bit sweeter than the the, the bitterness uh than <laughs> uh that 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 I come across, but uh it's I, the, my, my biggest hurdle in all of this is that I love what I do. And I've said this a yep. million times in my podcast, for as long as the, you're willing to do something that you love to do, there's a lineup of people that are willing to do, let you do it for free um, mm-hmm. and, uh, or, or even less. Uh, I know there's, for a fact that there are photographers that go to every single Supercross race this year that are currently not covering their, their expenses. Like they're they're literally every weekend, maybe not like paying for every single thing that they're doing, but they're still like they're putting out more money than they're taking in, and that's not okay.
2: Yeah, you know, and and it's and and again, I've I've got to put myself out there. And I I had somebody and and that person knows who they are, but flat out call me out uh, last year and say, hey, you know, I don't know who you're working for, what you're doing, how you're getting paid, but if you're here for free, it's not okay. And you know, here are the reasons. And and I have a lot of respect for that person, I, I have um grown you know grown close to that person and and talked to that person about some things regularly but that was something they said if you're if you're paying to be here it's not okay and uh i can i can you know i can openly say that i paid to get to some races and i paid to do some things and as soon as i realized what i was doing i stopped and i put my foot down very respectfully again because i'm a humble guy i don't feel like i deserve to be anywhere nothing should be handed to me so I went out and worked for it and I went out and called people and got involved and, and uh worked out some things to make sure that I was doing the right thing, not only for myself, but for the for the people that I was shooting around and, and uh it paid off and it was the right thing to do for everyone. I'm glad I did it. But you know, those those people who are doing for free and giving for free and doing all that it, it, they know who they are and and the people who are receiving from them know that they're going to continue to go to them and pay them nothing forever and i hope and hope daily quite frankly when i see their photos that they do get paid because some of them are really really good uh but continuing to do it for free is really it, it's going to be the thing that hurts them in the end not not helps them get where they want to be and i Man, there's some talented people out there, and uh, they they should get what
1: they deserve for sure, and and that's
2: getting paid for great quality work they're putting out.
1: Awesome, man! I, I couldn't agree more. Very well spoken. Uh, you, you're not just a great cheddar bug. You're you're you very well spoken, young man. Um, what's what's on the horizon? What's next for uh, Top Step Photography? You know, you mentioned that there's some exciting things coming on the website, but uh, how do you look to kind of grow uh, with the kind of uh, the mini empire that you you've built and and kind of elaborate on that a little bit?
2: You know, I've done a lot of Supercross stuff, right? That's always kind of been my focus. And the biggest thing for me is that I don't want to just shoot Supercross. I would like to, to get out and work with some bigger clients and expand expand my brand um, outside awesome. of just, you know, shooting, shoot, <laughs> right? Just shooting whatever. You know, I, uh, a friend of mine told me one time, you know, I need you to to take portraits and I come do some headshots and this And I, My biggest thing is that uh, my rule has always been, I don't shoot it unless it moves, right? If that means, or whatever, then, you know, we're going to get after it. If it's, you know, headshots, it's not really my thing. But what I found is that there are things that move outside of motorcycles, right? Let's, let's go take some pictures of, of some jet skis and let's go take some pictures of some other skiing. stuff. So yeah, you know, you know, outdoors and, and all that stuff coming and, and I'm excited for that. But the biggest thing for me is just figuring out, you know, what other, what other industries are there where people want really good content. People like to see what their passions are about and see if I can go capture those as well. So been working with some uh some clients out kind of outside of the industry and and uh see we may have some pretty big things coming up for the summer and um you know there's been some some calls and meetings taking place the last week or so and i'm hopeful it'll turn into something uh, a little a little more exciting for the remainder of the year And of course focusing on supercross for uh 2018 is always going to be my priority but uh definitely excited to see what brings the rest of the year
1: Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you giving me the time. It was a full hour the two of us spent on the phone. Uh, although we uh, we, we hobnob and chatted for the first twenty minutes uh, that uh, these people don't get to hear; those are where all the secrets really are. But nevertheless, great forty <laughs> minutes of audio. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed building that uh, the relationship between the two of us, and uh, I think we found some really cool common ground um before i let you go one more time if you could uh, let people know where they can find you on social and then uh, i'll let you get uh, to the rest of your evening my friend
2: of of course yeah
1: definitely uh instagram at top step
2: photography uh you can check out the website topstepphotography.com dot com, and then uh if you've got twitter i don't do too much on there but uh the occasional i'm starting to pump that up a little bit that's at top step photos so uh definitely at top step photography hit me up uh um you know message me whatever you got to do uh I'm a I'm a friendly guy, man. Love to have you guys check out my work and
1: uh always always happy to help if I can. Awesome man. Well don't hang up just yet. For podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there.
2: Sounds good.